Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Noise. 20 bucks. Really? I'm curious to see what that... Ooh, yikes. No, 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 no. That's not, no, that's not going to work. All right. All righty then. I'm all good now. Jazz here, and I am so digging the GeekCast Radio Network. Greetings, humans. This is Starscream, and you're listening to ToyCast. And if any of you call me a potsformer, one more time... Toycast, oh yes, listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to an all new generation of Toycast as we get the origins of any and all toy fans that we can. I'm of course THO and Mike and today's featured guest is a co-host of the Transmissions podcast. You've heard his Transformers origins over in all things Transformers, but today we are featuring a beastly bot that doesn't like war maybe I, I i would assume so and he uh apparently is a doctor of pants so dr pants is here hello sir hello how's it going mike it's going sometimes i wish it would stop but it's going <laughs> I, I, I agree i agree <laughs> yes yes uh for people that didn't listen to the other episode you were on explain the dr pants name please so uh Dr. Pants uh, is just a nickname that came about when I was in college. Uh, it's not as, it's not as, what's the word I'm looking for? Literal? Explicit as some people think it might be. Because <laughs> um, I'll throw in an extra little fun fact here at the end. But basically, I got called by my last name a lot in high school because I share a first name with one of my best friends. So I got called Swank, then Swanky, then Swanky Pants. And then one oh, day in no. college, my best friend just goes, yo, Dr. Pants. And and that's that's the origin. And my favorite thing is my license plate also reads Dr. Pants. And when I put it in to get that, I got a call from the DMV and they had to ask me why. 
<laughs> and when I explained it to them, they laughed and they're like, okay, that's fine. And that was the end of it. Because apparently they want to make sure it's nothing explicit. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't have, you know, ass man on your on your license plate. Or like that. <laughs> but, well, I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure that was a joke license plate. So Yeah, yeah that was a movie, I believe. No, no, no. Um, somebody had it in real life. I saw it at a convention. Oh, really? I, and I, isn't it from an episode of Seinfeld? I think so. I don't. Yeah. Re- I don't remember. But I, I'm pretty sure it was just like a, a fun vanity plate on the front, and that was it. Like it was not the legitimate license plate. So obviously, yeah. yeah. So it's time we started talking toys here on Toycast. All right, 42 questions. Daryl made it through. Let's hope you can too. What is or was the first toy you remember having as a kid? Oh, boy. Um, so the earliest toy I can remember playing with was, I want to believe it was the Dino Rider figure that was the Styracosaurus. Okay. Where it was like, for, for like anybody who knows it, it was the one that opened up like a big, like, Bloomin' onion kind of thing on the back. I think I remember that. But like, okay. I'm cool. sure there were other ones. I know I had Transformers and stuff back then, but like I remember vividly that. And yeah. I remember playing with it in our first house, which we moved out of when I was like three. Yeah. So, yeah, I was. Oh, so you, you mentioned Dino Riders, and my first thought is that uh, Dino Saucers was better. Oh, I never. Uh, I never got into the Dino Riders. I always got into the Dino Saucers. <laughs> well, I was such a dinosaur kid, like growing up, that like I love Dino Riders. I love Dino Saucers. I mean, Dino Saucers was one of those shows that had the most kick-ass opening theme, and then the show yeah. wasn't bad. But that <laughs> opening theme animation, and everything was great. Wow. Yeah, absolutely, it was. All right, let's see here. What do we got next? <laughs> was there a pit? Oh, fuck, I fucked that up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Ow. Was there a particular adult who was supportive of you playing with toys as a kid? Was there anyone who was unsupportive? Um, My parents, like... No one was ever what I would call unsupportive of me playing with toys. Like, no Uh one was ever upset about it. But I remember that, like, growing up, my dad always referred to toys as, like, plastic junk. That was his, like, slur for toys. And he was never happy, like, with me getting, like, a lot of new toys or anything. My mom wasn't, like, upset about it. But she wasn't, like, I wouldn't, like, she wasn't unsupportive, but she wasn't, like, super supportive. I don't remember anybody being wholly supportive. Yeah, she wasn't like driving you to the toy store every week to get the new, the next new Turtles figure, Transformers figure, whatever it was. No, no, no. It was mostly like if we went to Walmart or somewhere, I'd be like, I'm going to go to the toy aisle and look around. And then I'd look around and I, if I bugged her enough, she'd be like, okay, fine. We'll get you that. When yeah. was this? Uh, How old were you? Probably like 10, so like 1996, maybe when I was nine, so 1995. Really? Yeah. Yeah, see, it every time so for me like I don't remember when it was that I first heard about Walmart or whatever, but it always surprises the hell out of me every year when I watch Christmas Vacation and the sled goes into the I'm like there was Walmarts in 1988, 1989, really? <laughs> well, and see 
the thing is, is like there was not one near me until I think I was like nine or ten. We had a Kmart, <laughs> right. not a Walmart. There was a Walmart. I think the closest one to us when I was growing up before that was like 45 minutes away. And it was like this magical special place that had like these huge toy aisles and this big electronic section with all the video games and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. But it has since lost its magic for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Considering, you know, it's a, it's a nightmare to actually have them stock toys sometimes. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a whole other discussion. What types of toys were your favorites to play with? I action figures, like any and all action figures. Um, I mean, when I was, when I was real young, like talking like four, five, six, Mm -hmm. it was transformers. Uh, the late, the late eighties stuff, early nineties stuff. Like I absolutely fell in love with all of that. Um, power master Optimus prime to this day will be one of my favorite toys I ever had as a kid, but You, um, you still have him. I don't have that like my original one. He he was lost to the sands of time somewhere growing up, but I have a Power Master Optimus Prime, an original one. So he's on the shelf. I, I rebought him a few years back, but I mean, yeah, it was any and all action figures. I got Ninja Turtles. I got the Batman animated series action figures and the stuff from the movies. And yep. God, I remember having. I had a bunch of the real Ghostbusters, uh, the Terminator Two action figures. I had some of those and like that, that blows my mind. Looking back and be like, how did a rated R movie get toys for kids? <laughs> but that, that was a thing back then. We just don't do it now. Yeah. So we, I don't think we've done this topic. So for those listening, you all probably know when I brought the show back last year and I create, so toy cast originally just for you, cause you probably, you know, the show has been around since 2009, 2010. So, Originally, it was just me and three of my other friends or two of my other friends. We would each pick a toy from our collection and we would discuss it. So essentially, it's audio YouTube reviews without the video kind of thing. We would just sit here and talk about it, what we liked about it, and if the others liked our to- like my toy or if I liked their toy or that kind of thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> when I brought the show back in 2021, I was like, oh, I want to do – other things, uh, yes, because di- I actually call it display case because that's just what we called it. Because we all have things that we, whether it's cases or shelves or whatever. So, uh, and I said I wanted to do more than just that, and that's where this forty-two questions of of the origins came up. But we also do topics, and my buddy Josh, who helped me bring the show back, he's like, "Yeah, we should do one about a rated R thing." And we had on former Mattel employee Scott Toy Guru Nightlick. And we got into half of that discussion in that in in Scott's origins uh, back then when we did it in episode one forty four. So yeah, the rated R movies getting action figures. I don't understand it either because it's a rated R movie. Kids aren't supposed to watch rated R movies. No, but 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 in the eighties we did. <laughs> well, yeah, and like and the, and it branched into the early nineties because like yeah. I, I man, some of those toys were cool too. Yeah, they were. Very cool, yeah. very cool. What were your favorite childhood toys that really stood out more than the others? Uh, that stood out more than the others. Oh, boy. Um, the original run of Jurassic Park dinosaurs with the dino damage. Mm-hmm. 
I absolutely fell in love with that. I, I said before we started this, and I don't think it's on the recording, um, but I was such a dinosaur kid. A lot of us were, mm-hmm. you know, yep. but I wanted all of them so much because it was so cool that they had like little parts that could you could fight with them and then rip a piece off and like, oh, no, he got bit, blah, blah, blah. It was it was so, so cool. Also, Power Rangers and anything similar to Power Rangers, like the Megazord figures. I fell in love with that stuff. I had uh, I had Power Rangers. I had the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad stuff. I'm sure there's others I'm forgetting. But any basic, like, robots that combined into bigger robots. And, you know, Transformers was a part of that, too. And I mm-hmm. love combiners to this day. But, like, all those toys stand out as me playing with them a lot to the point that they were so loose they couldn't stand up anymore by the time... Like I was done and old and older and uh, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, Beast Wars too. Any Beast Wars toy like was just some of my favorite stuff. Oh, uh, was it? No, that was later. I was gonna say even the Supreme Cheetor, but that was Beast Machines, and he's very inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so. It, has anyone ever introduced you to Voltron? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I, I, yes. Sorry. That was Lion one Force. I was forgetting. Like, spur of the moment, just can't think of it. But I had I had a Voltron growing up, of course. And I watched that, and I loved that show. And I love those toys, too. And Yeah, absolutely. I, I look at, like, the high-end Voltrons nowadays, and I'm like, do I want to spend the money? Uh-huh. Can, I, can I schedule for when the wife isn't here? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you prefer the label of action figures, dolls, toys, or other labels? Now, you've already said your dad called it plastic junk, and the way I usually explain this question is, you know, when we were kids, our parents or grand – like, I remember my grandmother saying – or my grandfather saying, oh, what, what – are you going to go play with your dolls now? What <laughs> dolls, Grandpa? They're action figures. Get it straight. Um, I mean, toys in general worked fine for me. No one ever yeah. called them dolls to like, you know, to, to that negative extent. It was yeah. it was plastic junk. That's what I heard in my brain. I mean, <laughs> nowadays, like if you ask me what I collect, I'd be like, oh, I collect action figures. Yeah. Like specifically that. Like it's not yeah. just toys. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are also other toys like, you know, when I uh, how I answered question one, what is or was your first toy? My question was back to the the person asking me was, well, are you talking about when I was a kid, kid, like when I was three, four, five years old, or are you talking when I was like from six to 13? Because if you're asking me for the answer when I was between three and five years old, I would have told you the red and green Fisher Price flashlight. Because oh, yeah. the, the red and green Fisher Price flashlight is basically just a flashlight, and then you turn the dial and it puts like this green paper over it, so it makes the light look. Was yeah. that an actual green light? It was just like a film that got put over it once you tar- turn the knob, kind of thing. Yep. So, you know, it is what it is. Good guys or bad guys? Which toys were your favorites to play with the most? Oh boy. Um. Probably, probably good guys. I was always a goody goody growing up. I always, you know, obeyed the rules. I never got in trouble in school. And I always like, I always like more related to the heroes and everything. So probably the good guys. I mean, I always had some bad guys I really liked, but yeah, way more good guys than bad guys. Very cool. Very cool. 
What is or was your favorite toy vehicle or playset? Uh, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> See, we're uh, only seven questions in, folks, and they only get more difficult than here. Oh my god. <laughs> um, it is either, either, in terms of playset, I can do a playset in a vehicle. Uh, yeah. Uh, playset the Jurassic Park from the first movie with the sounds and the pen and everything. Like, that was really, really cool. Plus, I had all the dinosaurs, so I had my own little Jurassic Park set up. Uh, in terms of vehicle, the pizza thrower from Ninja Turtles. Yes. Shot the, the disc pizzas. I love that. It's so cool. Look here, Ralphie. You don't know nothing until you shoot your eye out with a pizza from a pizza thrower. <laughs> oh, man. I love that thing so much. The pizza thrower and the technodrome were the two best vehicles. Like, the turtle van is the turtle van. Like, that's a given. But out of all the vehicles they made for turtles, the pizza thrower and the technodrome were the two best. The technodrome is a close second in terms of vehicles, but the pizza thrower was just, like, you could shoot your friends with it. So Yep, absolutely. Like I said, made it better. you'll shoot their eye out, kid. Absolutely. Well, this is a silly question, but this is something I did on the playground, but whatever. Did you and your friends ever pretend with your toys that you had? Basically, did you mean, did, did you say, I'm going to be this toy and you can be that toy? Like, you know, Dr. Pants can be the, the Coke bottle top and somebody else can be the piece of glass or whatever. <laughs> um. This is hard to answer because the truth is, is like we didn't really play with our action figures out in the playground. Um, uh-huh. well, it doesn't have I, to be there. I, I'm, I'm just saying that's that's the uh, main. It doesn't um, have to be there, but yeah. It, it, truth be told, like I very rarely played with my toys with other people. I didn't have any brothers or sisters growing up, and mm-hmm. all, most of my closest friends lived fairly far away. The only time we saw each other was at school, mm. and. Uh, <laughs> that I couldn't have toys at school, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, we we more we more played pretend where we would you know be different characters and whatnot yeah, rather than actually with toys. Yeah, that's the thing. But I just remember, and you and I are both only children, so that that makes this easier. But I just remember bringing my, even though you weren't supposed to, bringing my toy at least one toy to school. Like I was going to be that like. 1980, yeah, because I graduated sixth grade in 92, yeah. So 89 when I got Rodimus in Florida, when I got uh, Rodimus Prime in in Florida at the time, uh, you know, I brought him back home to Massachusetts and he was going to be the character I was going to be because he is the best Autobot leader ever kind of thing, you know, in school. So (laughs) 40 years, folks, I will never not say that. So, you know, this is what it is. What features define a good toy to you? How true does it the item have to feel in comparison to the source material likeness? I have thought a lot about this lately because mm-hmm. um, it's come down to with a lot of collecting nowadays, it feels like there's something missing. And um, particularly because the mo- most of what I collect toy wise is transformers. Right. And, an important thing for any toy is always a really good gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like we talk about, you know, the pizza thrower, it shot pizzas. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, 
the Jurassic Park place that had all kinds of like hidden features in it and sounds and everything. And that was really cool. And like Transformers, you could say the gimmick is that they transform, but I want more than that. I want yeah. like, I want hidden features. I want spring loaded missiles. I want sound effects. Mm-hmm. I want, um, so I was thinking about this with, with, with also this thought was back in like 2004, 2005, mm-hmm. I bought, uh, alternators side swipe. Okay. And it was, it was the only alternator I ever bought, but I had not seen anything about these. And I was like, Oh man, it, it's a Dodge Viper. This thing looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And, I remember opening up the hood and I'm like, oh, cool. It's got like a chromed out engine. And I pulled out the engine and then I realized it turned into the gun and I'm just sitting there and I was with my friends and I'm like, oh my God, the engine is a gun. And I was just like, just that little, like that little stuff like makes me so happy. Um, And like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I want like cool little hidden features. I want gimmicks. I don't want it to just be what it is on the screen. I want more than that. Like with the Jurassic Park stuff, the dino damage, the opening jaws, the the kicking feet that some of those had. Like I want extra stuff. And as far yeah. as how tr- as far as how true it has to be the source material, I mean you and I grew up with Transformers. How close were those G1 figures to the source material? <laughs> Not very. No, so. not very well because that well that's the that's the problem with the eighties is that mm, in most cases the toys came first. It's not like today where it's not like and I know Hasbro has already done this and because they've already seen the design, but it, like as we're recording this, even though this is going to come out later than when we're actually recording it, as of right now, the sound of my voice, folks, Earth Spark Transformers Earth Spark, the new Nickelodeon show has just premiered, and. We spent about 20 minutes before the show searching websites to try to find the actual toys. They're not out yet. Uh, They'll probably be out by the time people hear this podcast. But as of this recording, they are not out yet. But so it's like the show came first. Let's do the toys, you know, or or at least the show designs came first. Let's do the toys. Whereas back in in our day, in our heydays, you know, the toys were first and then the show came. So, yeah. And. Um, this goes back and uh, I'll take the moment to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I just did a retrospective with, uh, editor Mike from transmissions and robo Apollo, one of the other guests, right. we did a retrospective on that. And one of the things I talked about was I'm such a big beast wars fan, but I was not a fan of kingdoms, beast wars figures. And I realized it's because they don't have any of the gimmicks. Beast oh. wars was so cool because all of those figures had some kind of hidden gimmick in them. Whether it was the transmetals that had a vehicle mode or, you know, body parts that became weapons or spring-loaded random things. And it makes me sad that none of those new figures really retained any of those gimmicks. Yeah. Like, the original Optimus Primal. Flip out shoulder cannons, an arm that transformed into a cannon, hidden mace in the forearm, the hands that beat the chest and everything. Like, I miss when toys did stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, when toys were fun and not just for display. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what does toy packaging have to have to draw you in? This is basically you're in Walmart or Toys R Us or wherever and you see a Transformers figure, a GI Joe figure, Mask, ThunderCats, Batman, Superman, whatever. Like what what is it about those, the the packaging that makes you go to one over the other? Oh, 
I don't know that I've ever thought of this. Uh, <laughs> I would I would merely say it's just got to be the aesthetics. And what aesthetic? I I have never been able to pin down what it is that draws me in. But I, I honestly. I'm still a child, so bright colors, laser <laughs> shots in the air, like stuff like that's going to draw me in. But also, uh, like in this day and age, I know what I'm looking for. But back when I was a kid, it was just anything that like just looked cool. Yeah. And most of the time it was anything that was sci-fi or robots or dinosaurs, like anything that looked big and just exciting. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah, toy packaging, like, it's gotten better over the years, and there have been some great packaging pieces from back in our day, but, I mean, generally, as kids, we just wanted to play with the toy, and as kids, we didn't really care about the packaging. Now, X number <laughs> of decades later, we are like, ooh, this is cool. This is great. I just wish that they would go with a more – find a way to – go with a better way to put the toy back in the package if you want to. Like, again, we'll talk about this later, but like Funko Pops, it's a window box. It essentially is a piece of cardboard with a window box. That's what it is. So you see the figure inside. You can open it up at the top or the bottom. You can pull it out and you can put it right back in. There are plenty of, I remember as a kid and even as an adult with regular action figures, Plenty of blister cards that I'm just like, oh, well, I guess I'm not putting that toy back in the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, especially with nowadays, like anytime you buy a figure, um, especially with Hasbro cutting back on plastics, yep. they're tied in there with like those those like – I hate those things. I, I do too. And at this at this point, like nothing is going back in the box. But I will say this. I think toy packaging art has gotten really – Oh. Really great. I mean, don't um, get me wrong. The original Transformers art was amazing, but yeah, I cannot wait. Like, I just, I just want the evolution stuff just for the evolution art. I don't even care right? about the toys. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I do not care that the leader boxes anymore do not have a window that you can see the figure in them because yeah. the art on the outside is so good. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and those, so uh, there have been two times in my adult life that I've had difficulty with toy packaging other than, you know, like I said, you know, not counting Funko cause those are just easy, but it was when my buddy Alex, he actually was like, Oh, how would you like if, if I, he airdropped, he essentially airdropped me a uh, commander Rodimus. He's like, Oh, I got free, you know, rush shipping. Like he was telling me this. And like three hours later, the thing showed up. I'm like, "What?" I figured wow. it, it was it was a, well, it was an Amazon Prime thing at the time. Oh. But but it's just one of those things where those ties, man. Like literally, I almost ripped off my entire thumb back in 2010 or 2011, whenever Animated Blitzwing came out, because his ties were so tight and so in there, especially with how he's packaged. Because yep. I believe he's either packaged in tank or plain mode. I forget which one. But, like, yeah. It, those, man, man, those, they, they're evil. Yep. They're yep, just I hate evil. Them. It's just crazy. Do you, well, I mean, you've kind of already answered this, but do you open your toys or do you leave them packaged? If you open. keep. <laughs> 
There's there's nothing else. The minute I get home and I have a toy, I rip that thing open, even as an adult. I do not keep boxes because it just adds to more clutter that I don't need. I rip it open. Which, of course, I find hilarious when I'm on transmissions and you've got people like Charles who have toys that are in the box for like a year. And I'm like, how do you do this? How do you how do you have the control to do this? <laughs> so you leave nothing packaged. Everything is open, huh? The only things I have packaged in my display is I have a Drew Carey and Mimi doll from the Drew Carey show oh still in the package uh, up on my shelf. Wow. I love the Drew Carey show so mm-hmm. much. My wife found them through a Facebook marketplace post and I was like, I need these in my life. That's awesome. That is so cool. Very cool. Very cool. So weird. <laughs> I, it's a good show. I mean, they're, they're, so again, we'll get into this later, but that's the crazy thing. Like when Hasbro or whoever originally did, I believe it was Hasbro, did Mighty Mugs back in the day. Mighty Mugs are essentially what Funko Pops are now, kind of. They're a little different, but but it was a vinyl figure. And I'm thinking Funko has all, like, why isn't there an ALF Funko Pop? Like, there's an ALF Wacky Wobbler that Funko did, but, like, there's all, like, they have all these Seinfeld Pops. They have all these commu- I swear to God, the next time I see an office pop, I'm just going to explode. I have never watched oh, The Office. God. I don't care about – I don't dislike it because I don't know about it, but I don't care. Like I'm staying – like no one's ever going to see me buying Game of Thrones pops because I just don't care to watch that show or – what. you know what I mean? Like yeah, there are no, just absolutely. certain things you don't – whatever. But I'm like, how does Funko not have Drew Carey pops? Like seriously, there are just some things that you're just like, this is a no-brainer. It ran for, I believe, nine seasons. So, yep. like, yep, come on. Yeah, exactly. If, as a kid or an adult, you only were allowed to choose one toy franchise to collect from, which one would you choose and why? This should be obvious right now. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, I mean, you and I know it's obvious, but the audience doesn't. Well, hold on. Let me, let me throw this out there. Do model kits count as toys? Well, this is this is asking you a franchise. This is not asking you about a well, toy. Well, that's the thing is of my collection right now, it is broken up into two things. There okay. are two main things on display. It is Transformers and it is Gundam model kits. Gundam is a franchise, so you have to pick. Oh, oh this is like Sophie's choice. Ah. <laughs> uh, Oh, man. <laughs> I would probably say Transformers just because I have so much more history with it. Yeah. But just I want everyone out there to know that, that would it would be the hardest decision of my life. Like I said, the questions only get – this is not mission <laughs> – this is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. This is mission impossible. <laughs> oh, Anthony Hopkins, we love you. As an adult, do you prefer – Vintage toys or modern toys? Ooh. Um, it it depends. So, okay. Uh, and this is this is this is just tough. But like I just mentioned with the Beast Wars figures, I prefer the vintage Beast Wars to the modern ones they've put out. 
Right. Because I feel like the modern ones are missing something. Yeah. But like when it comes to G1 Transformers, I think most of the time I prefer the modern interpretations because they look like the they look like the characters now and they're better articulated and also the transformations I think are more complicated but at the same time more interesting. Yeah. So, I I so with that, I would go that way. I think toys in general now are like, I would, I would much rather have them because I keep saying, oh, that's the only thing I collect. But I also collect the Marvel Legends Spider-Man figures because I'm such a huge Spider-Man fan. Okay. Uh, and I had a bunch of those growing up when the animated series was on Fox Kids. Like that show. Oh, my God. I loved it. Um, but like, I would not go back to the mo- to the vintage Spider-Man figures. I want the Marvel <laughs> Legends for the posability. Yeah. And I'm still getting the kind of characters I liked back then. Like, they just made the armored Spider-Man, I think, this past year. Yeah, they did, I think. Yeah. And, that's, and like, that's awesome. I love that design. And it's a better toy than the vintage one. So, yeah. it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's piece by piece, I think, what I would prefer. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool. So apparently I have to explain this. I have to explain question 14 because it doesn't mean that we're sitting here like Darth, Darth Helmet, you know, pew, pew, pew. Like we're not doing that. But the question is, what is one toy you could always play with? And by phrasing it that way, what I mean specifically is out of your entire collection – what is one toy that you can point to that you can just admire the most or grab it, grab it over everything else kind of thing and really, really enjoy it? As he's looking at his collection, trying to figure it out, folks. You can't see me. You don't know that's what I'm doing. I heard your chair turn, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, it's going to go back to Power Master Prime. Really? That is, yeah, because like it was, I don't know if it was my first Transformer, but it is the first one I remember having, mm-hmm. and it is a toy filled with gimmicks. It is my, like I can't say if Optimus Prime is my favorite character from Transformers or not, but he's he's definitely up there in the top five at least. And yeah, I have so many fond memories with that figure and the gimmicks the the chunkiness of it and everything just blows me away and I admire it. It's the only I think it's I don't own many G1 Transformers anymore, but it's one of the few that's up there and I'm like, yes, that is my Optimus Prime. I love how it looks. I love just taking it and like transforming it back and forth and just air quotes here posing it. Yes. Cuz you can't pose it, but <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have legs. He doesn't have knees. <laughs> but I, that oh. would probably be it. I I just I love that figure. It's a good thing I don't have an eBay tab open because you keep talking about Power Master Prime and it's making me want to go do stupid things on eBay. <laughs> hey, of all the toys I could be talking about, that's not one of the worst ones to go do stupid things with. Because I think by the time I finished, like getting all the pieces and everything and even doing the toy hacks label set for, I right. think I only spent 90 total. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, I got a really good one for 60. The only piece that had to be replaced was the power master high Q. The uh, one that yeah. came with it was disgusting. Yeah. 
and I found him on eBay for like twenty, and then I bought the toy hack set for I think like ten fifteen. Oh, that's so, very cool. Yeah, so I, I and maybe I just made out lucky, but you could probably find a decent one out there for not too bad. Yeah, probably. There's just so much stuff. Just oh, so I, much I stuff. I know. All right, so I mentioned earlier about certain things that I don't collect out of Funko and everything else, but even though there are always toy lines that people never purchase, are there any you specifically and purposefully avoid? This can be toy lines, characters, etc. Like, again, you go into the toy store and you see a a Transformer, a G.I. Joe, a Thundercat, a Batman, a Superman, whatever. Like, which one are you avoiding? Is there anything I avoid? Uh, wow. I can't think of anything that I specifically avoid. There's stuff I'm like completely just disinterested in. Like I'm not a DC person really at all when it comes to comics and movies. Okay. So uh, like I was big into Batman as a kid because of the animated series. But since yeah. then, I'm not as in love with DC anymore. So I kind of just ignore it. And I yeah. think the only time I would ever even look at the DC section is if I saw a cool Animal Man or Swamp Thing figure, and that would be it. Really? Uh, so my only real stint with DC reading and enjoying it was when the New 52 hit, mm-hmm. and I got so – or I fell in love so much with the that run of Animal Man and Swamp Thing that I went back and read the older versions of it, and I, I love – both those characters and what's happened with them. Very cool and very interesting. Not a lot of people say those characters to me on any podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying the characters are bad, but like everybody's usually going like transformers or this or that, or, Oh, Batman or Oh, Iron Man or Oh, Spider-Man or Oh, like very, like I, I think you might be the only person that I've talked to in the last 14 and a half years that has ever so wow. That's cool though. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And I'll throw it out there. Any man or anybody who has not read like the animal man comics from the eighties and nineties. Like if you want a messed up read, do it. It's so (laughs) good. Grant Morrison's animal man. One of my favorite things I've ever read. Very cool. Very cool. Are there any toys in the past or currently that you wish you had not bought them are there any toys you may have sold you regret letting go? I can safely say that when it comes to toys I've bought, the one that sticks out in my brain most as regretting buying, and it's because it's a recent thing, was I bought Kingdom Tracks from Transformers. Mm-hmm. And I hate that figure. <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh, I think the transformation is garbage. He is kind of a mess in robot mode. The The vehicle mode looks great if you can, you know actually get it to work but i just i i regret that figure so much and it got me to the point where i was originally trying to collect a season one and two cast for transformers out of the current like generations lines Mm -hmm. it made me stop because i'm like it's not worth doing this wow so i i regret it and i am looking to just get that figure out of my collection along with a couple of others because it made me you know look back and be like i don't need three of the dotsons I'm good with just one. Uh, Regret selling. I'm trying to think if there's any figure I've sold that I've like been like, oh, I should rebuy that. And I 
don't know if there's any I regret getting rid of. I don't get rid of too many figures. Right. So, I don't think so. I don't think so. How do you keep track of your collection? I don't. That's the best way to answer that. Um, There's what's on display, and then there are boxes with stuff that is not on display, and that's it. I should keep a log of things so I know what I have and don't have, but uh, I I think I'm just too lazy to do it. So it's like I can look on the shelves and be like, oh, there's that, and I'll be like, I think I own that. Let me go digging through all these boxes to see if it's in there, and Mm -hmm. that's, that's really all I can do. Absolutely. How do you display your toys? Like, do you have, you know, is it one of those things where all the Autobots are on this side, all the Decepticons are on this side, are they mixed? That kind of thing. Uh, it is. There is a method to my madness. I wish I knew what it was. Uh, <laughs> there's like a shelf that is all of the Season 1 and 2 Decepticons, a shelf that is Season 1 and 2 Autobots. Then it is a shelf of Soundwaves, because Soundwave is my favorite Transformers character. He's the number one, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. Movie figures, then it's like seasons three and four, Autobots, Decepticons. I have two Detolfs. It's like all my masterpiece, third-party figures and whatnot. I have another shelf that's all Unicron Trilogy stuff. I have, uh, I have to look, three Detolfs full of Gundam model kits. <laughs> I have a Detolf that is all Spider-Man Marvel Legends figures. And then there is a shelf going around near the top of my room that is a mismatch of other things I have, where I've got some Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad stuff. I've got some Robotech slash Macross stuff up there. Um, I've got a Weird Al figure up there because I, I love Weird Al. <laughs> and and basically any miscellaneous figures I have are up there. So there, there's an organization to it. But sometimes <laughs> I look know. at it and I'm like, is there a reason why this is here? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so everybody is safe. The wife, the pets, the if you have kids, you know, all that good stuff. Everybody's safe. But the house is on fire. If you could only keep one toy from your entire collection, what would it be and why? I think you asked me this during the Transformers one, too. Mm-hmm. And now that it's not just Transformers, now I'm thinking more uh i it's a toss up it's a toss up for me okay um it is it is definitely a gundam model that i've put together cuz those are toys they're action figures i just put uh-huh. together yeah absolutely it, it would de- it would either be the mega sized original gundam that i bought on my honeymoon in japan with my wife or the perfect grade GP01 Gundam, because that was a holy grail model kit for me for for ever since I started building. That like it's now up there, it's complete, it looks beautiful, and after all these years, if I let that go, I feel like a part of me would die. So right. it would probably have to be one of those two. Very cool, very cool. That is that is awesome. <laughs> All right, folks, that's 20 questions down. We're going to go to a quick ad break. We're going to come back with the rest of the questions right after this. What do we have here? It's Castle Grayskull. And it's mine. Not so fast, Beastman. He-Man. 
and pit He-Man against Beast-Man playing for the power of Castle Grayskull. You have to put the castle together. Beast-Man's escaping. The throne, Dad. Dad, you saved the castle. Castle Grayskull from the Masters of the Universe collection. He-Man and Beast-Man each sold separately from Mattel. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hurry, Skeletor, hurry! I am hurrying. I'm hurrying. The Powers of Grayskull series has covered every episode of all of the Masters of the Universe cartoons except for two. Join Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike as they tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become Masters in Space, evolve into the Masters of Grayskull, and finally reveal the revelation of Masters of the Universe. We'll also be finding out the origins of how guests got into or out of watching the Masters of the Universe cartoons, and so much more. You can find the podcast at geekcastradio.com and any podcatching client you choose to use. By the power and for the honor of Grayskull, we all have the power. Amen! Always Amen! One of the primary themes of ToyCast is that we focus on times past. We are who we are today because of the nostalgic memories and experiences from our childhood. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it weren't for the toys that make us so addicted to nostalgia. Times Past Collectibles in Chicago, Illinois is your primary go-to collectible store to reclaim the toys that drove those memories and experiences. Specializing in action figures from all of your favorite toy lines like Star Wars, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers, Silverhawks, Ghostbusters, TMNT, Mask, and more. Get your dose of nostalgia with a shop run by collectors for collectors. Whether you are looking for loose G.I. Joe, Ice Cream Soldier, a packaged Leonardo, recent Star Wars Black Series figures, or an AFA-graded Boba Fett, Times Past Collectibles is bringing you back to your childhood. Visit the shop at 1450 North Ashland Ave in Chicago, 
Road, just two blocks south of Ashland and North Ave. Call the shop at 847-830-1031 or email timespasscollectibles1982 at gmail.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just search Times Past Collectibles because, folks, it's past time that you get your collectibles. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. Hello all sentient beings. Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role-playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at TransmissionsPodcast.com. All right, folks, we are back from the ad break. And on the flip side of the ad break, we've got the other, you know, toy question where you can only keep one earlier in question 20, question 21. Here is the, and I assume this is inches, but this is the toy box challenge. You get one 18 by 18 by 18 box. The only toys you can keep have to fit in the box. What can you pack into it? 18 inches by 18 inches. Oh, man. Uh, I could get my entire entire Marvel Legends Spider-Man collection in there because it's not that big. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Not enough. That's the answer. <laughs> uh, because most – I quick plug – if uh-huh. anybody who's who uh, is a donatrion on transmissions, Daryl and I have been doing We Like Big Bots, where Daryl and I talk about big robot figures we have, and that extends to pretty much all of my collection, where I love the biggest figures I can get, and I'm pretty sure an 18 by 18 by 18 box is not going to fit a whole lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> so uh, probably I could get a lot of my Transformers Generations collection in there. Very cool. Probably. Very cool. Probably, yeah, that's the... Probably. That's the yeah. key word there, isn't it? Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, the age-old question that I always dread asking people, unless I already know that they are, but are you a Funko fan? Uh, I am not a Funko fan, but I'm not a Funko hater. Okay, well, that's good then. I, I am of the mindset that like Funkos are fine if that's what you want to collect, but the only Funkos I own are of things that I'm either very, very connected with and i want every possible piece of merchandise i can have or it's of something i can't get a collectible of elsewhere yeah funko has done a lot of that kind of stuff now let me ask you this mr soundwave fanboy do you have all of the sound waves that they've put out so far no i don't i uh uh so well that there's a couple of uh 
There's a couple of older ones that I do not have that if I came across them, I would pick up or I look mm-hmm. on eBay every now and then to see if I can find a decent one. Mm-hmm. Like I do not have the G2 GoBot sound no. wave. I don't have the Beast Wars sound wave. I don't have the Machine Wars sound wave anymore. That was another one that was lost during my childhood. Um, oh, well, I, I, I was meaning the three Funko Pops that they've put out. Oh, oh those? No. Yeah. Uh, sadly, no, I don't have any of the Funko Pops just because. Uh, what? Well, it's. It's mostly because I think the big one is the only one that even has the chest opening gimmick, right? I was shocked. I was uh, when they yeah when I when they announced that, I was like, oh, so the so originally I thought the cassettes were just gonna like like they're gonna have a, a little bit of a ledge and they would just sit on his chest. When I got mine and I realized it was an opening, I'm like, oh my! I don't give a crap how many soulless black eyes, big head, little bodies you say these figures <laughs> are. I don't care. That's awesome because I was not expecting that on a Funko Pop. Now, I will say that I do believe the big one, the big version of the Soundwave Funko Pop is on sale at GameStop currently for half price. And if I see it at my local GameStop, I may just pick it up. You should go to the website right now and buy it. Uh, <laughs> don't, I don't triple do that, dog dare you. This is holiday season. I yeah, he's oh dude. I paid. I paid MSRP. If you don't go to this fucking website right now, as I'm yelling at you, sixteen dollars and ninety eight cents. Oh my god, he's that cheap? Are you kidding me? If you don't buy this right now, I will end <laughs> this podcast. I will. I'm putting this in 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 our in our Discord message. Go get that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I paid forty dollars. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm not, that's, I'm not, I'm not wow. pissed that I paid MSRP because I love the figure. But Jesus Christ. I almost want to buy a second one so I can have somebody repaint his eye visor red to match the show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, wow. Uh oh. I triple dog dare you. Can you hear I'm me? Working on it, but oh, right okay. now it is. It is. Oh, there it is. It was only telling me. It's only letting me order it from the store. It doesn't. It's not oh, letting wow. me order it online. Find it. Oh, you bastards! Oh, hold that on. Sucks. Nope. I, I I found one that's not far from me. Okay. Good. So we're, we're okay. We're okay. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't yeah. Worry. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Moving on. Yeah, I feel like Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so we just, and I don't know, because this is going to be a, a question 24 is, 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 is going to tie into what we were just doing here on the podcast. But question 23 first, though, what is the most money you spent on a toy? Uh, probably... A little over three hundred. What did you buy? Uh, the third-party transformer, the fan hobby power baser and god armor combo. Very cool, uh, and, it, and it's one of my favorite things out there. I absolutely love it. Very cool, very cool, very cool. That is awesome. On the flip side of that, what is the cheapest toy you bought, or what was the best deal you ever got for a figure? When I was about 11 or 12 years old, mm-hmm. at a yard sale, I found a G1 Optimus Prime, the tr- the cab and the trailer for a nickel. What? 
Yep. It had none of the other accessories, but it was the cab and the trailer a little over 10 years after its release, and it was a nickel. Wow. Yep. And to this day, I will forever be upset that my dog chewed it. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chewed one of the arms almost right off, so. What's the dog's name? Uh, the, oh, well, this was. No, the, the the dog chewed it has long since passed. It was, oh. It was probably Jack. Probably Jack did it. Uh, so. Gotta yeah. watch out. I, yeah, thankfully, thankfully, the dogs we have now are not chewers. They do not steal my <laughs> stuff and chew it. So well, that's good. Oh yeah. And I would think, uh, with that story being told, I would think my Funko Pop Soundwave Dare would be the cheapest toy he's bought recently. I mean, compared to what the MSRP of it is, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like you know. Yep. Yep. What. Modern and or vintage toy lines are you currently collecting? Uh, modern toy lines. Uh, again, Marvel Legends, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The Gundam model kits and Transformers Studio Series and Legacy. Mm-hmm. Vintage toy lines. I am currently working on trying to get as many of the Power Masters from the late 80s Transformers I can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, I think I have all the Autobots. I still need to get the Decepticons. So I still need uh, Dreadwind and Blackwing okay. and and Double Dealer. Um, anything else? I, I'm also always, and I guess it could be vintage because they're all about 20 years old now. I'm always looking for Unicron Trilogy stuff to fill in gaps and stuff from R.I.D. 2001 Transformers. Mm-hmm. Always looking for that stuff. And if I can ever find it, there's always parts to the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. The mm-hmm. bigger combined figures I could get. I'm missing parts of Xenon. I need to finish him. That's that's probably about it that I'm I'm like actively collecting. Other stuff is if I come across it at a convention and I go, oh, that's cool, then I'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything specific? This is a side question that isn't on the list. Is there anything specifically in the upcoming Legacy Evolution line that you're absolutely wanting? Leo Prime. Holy crap. I don't care that the lion face looks terrible. The fact that they are giving us a Japanese Beast Wars figure in the main line. Yes. 1000 times. Yes. Because they've also given us things like Minerva. Like we're getting some of those Japanese figures in the main line and I want all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When Steve and I did the all things Transformers news episode after that got announced, my first thought was, and I don't know if it's the way the transformation is. I don't know if it's the way the photo is or whatever. All as I could look at was his left arm in the photos that were provided. And his claw is like up under his armpit. I'm like, oh, my God, he's monkeying around. A, pro- a Leo Prime is monkey. A lion is monkeying around. I'm like, oh, my God, I just can't. I just can't even do it. Just, just can't. Very cool, very cool. So you mentioned toy shows and conventions. When you visit toy shows and conventions, do you have a typical methodology? How many toy shows and conventions do you normally go to kind of thing? It's hard to say anymore because, you know, the past well, few years have been actual absolute trash. Um, yes, obviously. But, like, when we were still going to conventions? Uh, usually it'd probably be about maybe four to five conventions slash toy shows a year. Um a lot of small stuff, because surprisingly, being where we're at, 
Uh, there is a retro toy show every year about an hour and a half away from me mm-hmm. that I will hit up. Uh, RetroCon in Oaks, Pennsylvania. That's a great place to find some some cool stuff. A lot of retro toys, media, that kind of stuff. Uh, I try. I've been to TFCon twice. I would like to go again, and I'm planning to go again this coming summer. And then usually my wife and I will hit up maybe two or three anime or comic book conventions, depending on what's around and what we feel like going to. Very cool. Very cool. That is awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. It's okay. What What do you think it is about our generation that causes our childhood toys to mean so much more to us than, say, for instance, our parents' generation? This is a question I've actually thought about a lot. <laughs> it's it's something that's come up a lot. He hasn't even seen. I don't show people the questions unless they absolutely must see them, folks. So the fact that he's no, been thinking about this is nuts. No, it, it got brought up because I, I think somebody mentioned some somebody mentioned something to me somewhere, or I saw it in like uh, an article I was reading. But mm-hmm. I want to say it's it's simply because uh, our toys had character and also we had what I believe to be like more time with our toys. Whereas I want to believe like our parents, they spent more time just playing with their friends outside and doing that kind of stuff. Whereas we spent a lot of time with these things and they were, they were so formative for our childhood that we, we developed these attachments to them and nostalgia. Um, I, 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 every generation has nostalgia for things and ours, I think just comes from toys because you could argue that the seventies and eighties were like the big boom of like these amazing toys that were coming out. I mean, th- th- there is no argument. It was, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Cause like you said before then fifties and sixties, and I don't know what the thirties and forties would do, but fifties and sixties, like bike rides or playing in, in the sandlot or whatever, you know, playing field hockey, doing whatever kind of like, like you said, outside stuff. Whereas, you know, the eighties hit toy companies came along and said, Hey, Here's all this plastic. This is awesome. Your children can entertain themselves kind of thing. And for me, what I think about the most is the fact that at least for you and I specifically on this specific episode of this podcast, we're both only children. Unless we had friends close enough that could come over and play, we were just there making up our own shit. Exactly. Exactly. So – I, it's it's the fact that like these were so formative to us. Plus, we made up all these like stories and yep. games with these figures that were a part of us. We mm-hmm. created it. So, yep. absolutely, I have this whole story in my head as a kid where I thought at the time, and I figured this out earlier this year. It might have been last year. Originally, a buddy of mine told me that there was a version of Transformers the movie where. Hot Rod got the Matrix immediately. There was no Ultra Magnus. There was no nothing, yada, yada, yada. And what it was was my child brain kind of combining that with what the storybook was. So the storybook was Wheelie, the wild boy of Quintesson. That was the ultimate. It wasn't the ultimate, but it was the main Transformers storybook I remember as a kid at the library. And in that book, you only have certain characters. You have Hot Rod, you have Wheelie, you have Cup. Like, you don't have Ultra Magnus. You don't have, you know, you have the Quintesson part of the movie in that book. And that's why I always thought that 
Screw Ultra Magnus. <laughs> Ultra Magnus, old friend, my ass. Get out of the way, boy. Get out of the way, you old fool. <laughs> Let the exactly. young hot rodding punk come in and do the job correct or whatever. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's no, a, that's that's the kind of stuff we did. That was the yeah, kind of stuff we did. Absolutely, so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is your motivation for purchasing toys? Display, play, fiddle, describe your collecting style. Are you a completionist, storyteller, cherry picker, or otherwise? Cherry picking completionist. <laughs> uh, I'll explain. I have in my head like sets I want to own, but it's not. I'm not trying to complete like full waves or a series of figures. Like right, yeah. I'm not trying to complete Transformers Legacy or Legacy Evolution or the Studio Series. I am trying to get, um, like they they announced needle nose in legacy evolution i want to get needle nose because i have spinister and i have quake so there right. are the the decepticon double target masters if they do a minerva i want them to do a go shooter and a cab and like get those like i want small little sections filled in but i don't want entire like like i said i was trying to do season one two autobots for transformers i'm not doing that anymore with the generations um and it's also a little bit cherry picking. Like if I see a figure that looks cool, I'll be like, cool. I want that figure. Mm -hmm. um, like uh, what was one I just got? Uh, override. I got the Velocitron override. Yeah. Like I'm not going to that's I'm not going to complete the Velocitron set, but I want it <laughs> override because that figure just looks cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's just little sets to complete, but it's a cherry pick set subset of a bigger set. That's basically yeah. how I collect. And then going on with what, whatever, just whatever makes me, whatever makes me happy. Yeah. If, if they put out a Scarlet spider figure, I will buy it. If they put out a symbiote, I will buy it. It goes in the collection. Yeah. So very cool. Very cool. Wait a minute. Hold on. Son of a bitch. Okay, here we go. Have you ever purchased a toy for a child with the ulterior motive of pay of playing with it yourself? Uh, no, because I uh, again I don't really have any brothers or sisters, so nieces mm -hmm. and nephews were not really a thing. Yep. Uh, I don't have any children of my own, and okay. my when when I got married, I did gain two nephews, and I never bought we never bought them toys, really. Uh, the one we bought a couple of toys, but it was when he was really young and okay. there was like, it was baby toys. Yeah. The, the older one, he always wanted video games. So that's what he bought. Yeah. Or that's what we bought him. So. Very but cool. No, very cool. Never, never ulterior motives. <laughs> and the flip side to that is, and I'm sure this answer is going to be no as well, but have you ever purchased a vintage toy for a child because you thought it would be fun based on your own preferences? No. Yeah. See, for me, if I was going to do that for any of my uh, my cousins who have children, I would buy them like Astro Train, or, like G1 Astro Train, because I, I love, I'd love. Oh my he's, God. Such a he, he's sitting right here, and I'm just like, wait, just, uh, just resisting the urge to just pick him up and just start fiddling with him and get him into plane mode, out of train mode, and all that good stuff. Such a perfect fiddle figure. Yes, exactly. It is. Do you do any toy modifications or customs, painting, building, building dioramas, that kind of stuff? 
not building dioramas. I have not gotten that far into uh, mm-hmm. into my toy collecting. Right. Uh, customizing, I have done some things here and there where I've done little splashes of paint. Uh, my Power Master Prime, the front bumper was very, very scratched up, so I did do another layer of chrome paint on that. Um, I know I've done painting on other figures. I honestly couldn't tell you what anymore, but I, I have done it. If there's something on there that I feel like is easy enough to paint and I have the right paint to do it, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, with the model building, I will go above and beyond with that. I won't just snap them together. I will, I will do the lining. I will paint them. I'll even weather them. I just... I just finished building the F- Flame Toys for I model of Leo Prime, right. and I I weathered it, I shaded it, I detailed it to just make him pop a bit more. Very so, cool. Yeah, but normal toys typically not. Uh, and the only other modification I'll do is if there's a third party add on kit for something, I might go that route. But yeah, nothing nothing on my own typically. Very cool. Very cool. Do you think toy companies should specifically have adult collector toys, child toys, or find a way to mix both? Find a way to mix both. Because that leads to my problem with the toys. This goes back to Transformers because that's my biggest thing. So I'll just, I'll yeah. just use that as an example. Okay. Um, my, uh, so currently there is a more adult collector-oriented line for the normal Transformers with Legacy. And then... We've got the toy lines of Cyberverse and the upcoming Earthspark. Right. And the Cyberverse Earthspark toys, you can argue, have more gimmicks and are, in general, more geared towards fun. Yep. Whereas there is the, – the legacy figures are character accurate, yep. more complex transformations, more part count, more solid – and they're great for display and there's some fun transformations, but I feel lacking. But I always go back then in my mind to the the mid 2000s to the like or early 2000s to mid 2000s, like R.I.D. 2001, the Unicron trilogy. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have a generations line happening then until probably the end of the Unicron trilogy. Yeah. And like those figures are solid. They're chunky. They're well-built. They have some interesting transformations, but they also have some really cool gimmicks. And yeah. I, I I think you get the best of both worlds with that. Like, the R.I.D. 2001 Optimus Prime figure is one of my favorite figures of all time. I love that toy. The Fire Engine Optimus Prime that, like, does all the armor and everything. Yep. Good God. That toy is, it's hardy. It's chunky. The transformation's great, and it looks and has this amazing presence to it. It's not hollow. It has everything I would want in a Transformers toy, and I, we're not really getting it in either line now. So I want to see them just do one line focused. Right, yeah, yeah. Do you have a My Parents Got Rid of My Toys story? I told this on the last podcast I did with you, Mike, and I'll tell it again. When I was younger, I did not. Uh, actually, I don't remember this. I was not. Uh, I don't know how I don't remember this, but uh, apparently I didn't clean my room after my parents told me many, many times. So they threw out all my Transformers toys. And this was like G1 stuff. Like I had a Piranicon. Oh, yeah. I Oh, God, that one. That one kills me because I love Piranicon and like. Oh God! But and a couple of others I can't even remember anymore. Yeah, and and even in my like older age, 
I remember in the past year, my dad even said to me, he's like, I really wish we hadn't thrown out your Transformers toys. That, that like that would have been a cool collection to have. It's worth something now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't have done it, should you? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the regrets. The, the, yeah. the, the regrets loom as large as Cybertron was over Earth in the <laughs> ultimate doom. Yeah, well, oh, joke's boy. on them. I'm an adult with adult money and no kids, and I can buy whatever I want. So I will relive my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's that's hilarious so 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 no little pantaloons are, are in the plans at all <laughs> uh no no they're not uh I'll, I'll be frank with you if my wife and i have kids we will most likely adopt and we will probably look to adopt someone older okay because there's, there's, there's always kids who need that yeah, and if you want me to cut that out, I'll cut that out. But like, I don't know. Oh, no, you can leave Just, that in. I'm I'm very open and honest about that. That's perfectly okay. fine. Yeah. Do you feel you are coming to an end of your active collecting? If so, what has signified this phase for you? Was there ever a moment when you were done with toys altogether? Have you ever considered stopping as a collector or even selling your whole collection? Uh, I am not near the end of my collecting. In fact, I'm pretty sure over the years it has only ramped up. <laughs> I have gone through waves of toy collecting, but it has never bottomed out. Yeah. I, I, cause honestly, and it always comes back to transformers because it's my biggest thing. Yeah, and I'll no, just keep yeah. saying that. No, I, no. I don't think there is a single transformer series. I didn't buy a toy from at least one. I mean, at least one. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly believe Transformers Prime is the one I only ever bought one figure from, and I regret that a lot because that, I know that series had a lot of cool toys in it, but I just didn't jump on it. That's but, what like, eBay I, is for. That is what eBay is for. But <laughs> we'll, we'll hold off. You know, there, I, there was an earlier question. I talked about what I was buying. Transformers Prime is not a – it is not at the top of the list right now. I'll get there. I'll get there. But <laughs> – I don't think I even own an Optimus Prime for my Optimus Prime collection from Transformers Prime, which seems like a sin. And also the sound wave. I really want the sound wave from Transformers Prime. The, uh, oh yeah, the, the drone. The, the drone, yeah. Yeah, there's, I think there's a third party company redoing that figure. I think it's like APC Toys. Ooh. And they're doing like, they're almost scaled to what the Prime toys were, but they're more detailed now. Oh, very kind cool. Kind of want that one. So. Very cool. Well, that goes in line with question 35. What is something that does not have a toy of it you'd love to have in toy form? That doesn't have a toy that I would love in toy form. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's a great question. And I'm sitting here <laughs> trying to think, what do yeah. I want a toy of? The truth is, is I think anything I've ever wanted a toy of, it exists somewhere. Okay. Um, I mean, if you had asked me this oh, like a, a month ago, I would have said Tarn from the IDW comics. But let's face it, he's got <laughs> he got one. Great. He's coming. Yep. He's he's coming. So that's great. Uh, man, oh man. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, it would be it would be dumb, but it would be really cool. Uh, from anybody who was reading the Transformers comics, 
last bot standing, there was a combiner in it that was like a grotesque monster combiner of a bunch of random pieces. I would love that. I don't even remember what he called himself. It was a dumb name, but I would love that. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, if I was going to – and I and I think there's a model kit out there, but it's like – like I would have to ship it. I don't do model kits. I would have to buy it, ship it to you. Have you built it for me and send it back? But there is a model kit of IDW Rodimus, but I would love to have like a, a a kingdom or legacy or whatever, like a deluxe or a Voyager of IDW Rodimus because IDW oh, Rodimus man. rules. Yeah. So. I, and you know what? I was so disappointed when Velocitron said, oh, yeah, we're going to get a hot rod. And it was not just a redo of like override to be IDW Brodimus. It was just different colored hot rod. That's that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, listen, man, if you ever want to do that, I am down because I love <laughs> to build stuff. And I can promise you I would put all the love and care into that to make it look good. Oh, I, I know you would. Uh, what is – I already asked that. Wait, no, I didn't. <sighs> Wake up, you idiot. Wake up. Ow. What is a toy that you'd love to have scaled up and functional for real people in the real world? Oh. A toy to be scaled up to its real size, like not to like one 100 scale, but like scaled up. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. Any, any pilotable mech. You give me anything from Macross, Gundam, uh, Mech Warrior. You give me any pilotable giant robot. Anything. I want that. I want a robot I can sit in and pilot. Very cool. That would be awesome. That would be, would be very, awesome. Very awesome. Oh, it's not as expensive as I thought. This is all your fault. I'm trying to remember what the hell. It's Flame Toys Transformers Fury 17 Rodimus IDW version model kit. Oh, it's, it's not that. Yeah, it's not. It, it's 40 bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. The the Leo Prime I did was 80. Oh wow. Yeah, but that that is the first model kit I built that came with a cloth cape that had wires in it to pose it. <laughs> oh wow, oh, that's cool. It's a sexy kit. But the yeah. the Flame Wars ones are good. I've built the Leo Prime, Starscream, and Nemesis Prime. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a builder. I can't I can barely do regular. This is why my collection now is Funko Pops. Anyway. All right. Question 37 in a row. How has your spouse dealt with your collection? She is, uh, for the most part, fairly supportive. Uh, as long as I have enough money to help cover the bills and do stuff around the house, she is She's pretty okay with it. She uh, she has at times, if she goes to Walmart or Target without me, <laughs> she will FaceTime me in the toy aisle and <laughs> say, hey, what do you need? And yeah, uh, she has also been an enabler at times. <laughs> my, my favorite thing she did is when Earthrise was out for Transformers, she <laughs> showed me what was there. And I don't remember what figure I told her I definitely wanted. But she's like, well, they also have a Starscream. Do you want that? And I'm like... Oh, I don't know. And she says, there's only one Starscream. I'm going to buy you Starscream, too. <laughs> it's like, thanks, honey. Great. So, yeah. No, she's she's fairly supportive of it. And she does not care about it in the way I do. Yeah, yeah. 
but she's but, she's supportive of it and she will help me with it because she knows that I'm passionate about it. Yeah, absolutely. When uh, when when Karen was still here, uh, you know, and I I I love this, and it, it's something I will ne- like talk about a toy that I will run into a fire and save. It's only because. I had to sit in the car or something was going on where she was just going to run into Walmart to get something. And I was, maybe we had just gone to fast food or something or other, but I was in the car and she was in Walmart. And for some odd reason, she stopped at the electronics section and saw that the Funko pop national lampoons, Christmas vacation pop ride of Clark in the station wagon with the tree She's like, it's on sale for 25 bucks. Do you want it or not? I'm like, yeah, I want. So my <laughs> wife, who did, like, I was always the one, like, looking for pops. Like, she wasn't super into it either. But she, like you, you know, like you said, kind of thing. But, like, I bought her several, like, I bought her, like, Cubs players because she's a Chicago, she's from Chicago and all that history or whatever. I bought her. The target lady from SNL or or cowbell or unc- drunk uncle so uh, Daria because she's a fan of Daria so I've bought her all this stuff and whatever else but it's like it was always me searching for the Funkos it wasn't her and then she goes into the store and I had just heard that it had gotten released and maybe it wasn't on sale maybe the twenty five because usually I think pop rides are that much but. Yeah, so that pop, I will never get rid of that pop because she found it for me. And it was like, oh, and like I've said before on other shows, and maybe I said it earlier today, maybe whatever. But National Christmas Vacation is, like, out of all the Christmas movies I've seen in my entire life, that is number one, no matter what, in my personal opinion. That's a damn good movie. It damn is, movie. very much so. Nobody should watch Eddie's uh, Adventure. Don't watch that stupid sequel they, that they tried to do, morons. <laughs> <sighs> Toy collecting can have its struggles. What is one aspect you tend to struggle with the most? FOMO. Fear of missing <laughs> out on something. Um, that has driven a lot of purchases where I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, there's only, there's only one of it on the shelf and uh-huh. or... It's one of those figures that everybody says, oh, this is an amazing figure. You have to play with it. You have to you have to mess with it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, well, I guess I got to get it. Yeah. But then in the end, I'll be like, I don't even care about this character or I don't care about this series. Why am yeah. I getting this figure? Exactly. Um, so that's that's probably what led to a lot of purchases back in the last Transformers line, because uh, War for Cybertron had a lot of people talking about a lot of really great figures. And I bought a lot of stuff. Yeah, and in the end, it's like, do I need all this? No. Yeah. So it's, I, I think FOMO is the biggest thing, especially in the digital age now, where anyone can post pictures, mm-hmm. their opinions of something, their review of it, their video, and you're just like, oh no. Yeah, like I said before, for me, it has to be like, like I, I've said this on every episode of this show since I brought the show back. When it comes to Funko Pop. I haven't bought everything I've like, I want the golden girls, Funko pops, all of them, not just the original ones, but they also released ones where they're, they're in bowling uniforms and holding bowling. Like I want all that stuff. (laughs) But like, if they ever make an elf pop, I'll stop. I'll be fine. I'll be happy. I, 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 
I have my Knight Rider pop. I have my A-Team pops. I have MacGyver. I have all this 80s stuff, 90s stuff. I have Batmans. I have Spider-Mans. I have whatever. But if they ever, if Funko ever made a ALF pop, I'd be done. Because that's the one, out of everything that they've made in pop form, that is the one thing they have not gotten to yet, if they ever do. But, yeah, that. And FOMO is real and FOMO sucks, but I don't, I don't have it. I don't like, there's so many, like I could go on my buddy's website that I always pimp out, uh, poppingofftoys.com. I could go on there and I could look at the stuff he has in stock and I'd be like, oh my God, I want this, 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 and this. It's so funny. Somebody dared me to do a, a, a Blacklight collection, a Funko Pop, because they're doing Blacklights with Funko Pops now. And some of, yeah, them, I, some of them are cool and some of them are whatever. I, I've seen a couple of them. Yeah, some are cool. Yeah. You're right. Otherwise, yeah. I've only seen three and I have two of them currently. Uh, uh, Kate Bishop with Lucky from Hawkeye, and they hmm. just did an Elvira one. Ooh. And Kate Bishop and Lucky are like doused in purple, and 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 Elvira has a purple dress and stuff. So so me in black and purple, it's always been a thing. <laughs> what in the hell was I talking about? Oh, but like the like the whole FOMO thing. Like I see all these pops. Like I see all the releases from Funko and all the leaks and it, same thing. Like with Transformers, for any of you know someone like yourself, like. Oh, okay. I'll get that when I can. If I, you know, if I can, but it's like halftime. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. I can't get it right now, but I'll get it eventually, kind of thing. It's like I don't have, like, I don't have that. Just need to buy it immediately. Like I've, I've said this before, the only thing that I would be a a, a Mac t- a Mac truck about is Funko. If I ever do Funko Pop Alf. Kids get out of my way. Adults get the fuck out of my way. I want one of those things. I <laughs> I completely understand, and I think the deal is is it's it, it it again comes down to everybody talking about everything, and when you hear that something's good, you don't want to miss out on it because yeah. it'll feel like an experience you missed out on. But um, I think anymore the FOMO hits with like right now legacy Minerva, which is an exclusive and I'm really worried. I'm not going to find one, but I love the Japanese G one transformer series. I want that figure. And now I'm worried I'm going to miss out on it. Um, I got the studio series sludge today. It's the only one I've seen. And that figure has been out for a while and I had to get it right away when I found it. Cause otherwise I might not see it. Cause we all know as toy collectors, waves of toys are weird. Where, like, the first wave that comes out, you're going to see that wave forever. Yep. But then wave three, wave four, it's almost like they're mythological. So people somehow get them, but you never see it in the wild. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that is is so, so awesome. Uh, All right. Let's see. What's next? What is one positive and one negative memory you have with buying toys? Hmm. I'm like going through the, the I'm going through <laughs> almost a Rolodex or a card catalog in my brain going through. Is this positive? Is this negative? What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> Man, this is a real, this is a hard one just because I don't have anything that stands out in my brain. That's, that's the big issue. <laughs> I would, I would probably say like a positive memory for me uh-huh. is, is anytime it's anytime 
whether it's in the store, it's it's that it's that rush you get when you find something you've been looking for. That yep. hit of adrenaline. Like that's always a positive memory. And I know there are times it's happened where I've just walked into the store and been like, oh, there it is. And like you mm-hmm. grab it or you find something at a convention. You're like, oh, I've been looking for this for what feels like a thousand years. And, mm-hmm. and you finally have it in your hands. Yep. Uh, negative. I can't think of when it's happened, mm-hmm. but I know it has. It's any time you have spent a lot of money on an expensive piece mm-hmm. and it breaks. Yeah. Or if it has even the slightest imperfection in it. No one's going to see it but you. Yeah. I hate that. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. If you could create any toy, what would you want to create? So they give you the keys to the kingdom. You can do anything you want. Keys to the kingdom. Anything I want. Hmm. Any toy. Any Mm -hmm. toy. I would love, I would absolutely love, an affordable range of Macross Veritech jets. Wow. Yeah. Because they they exist, but they are not affordable in any way. They are like like I want a a a normal retail release. Like just give me the Veritech fighters from Robotech. I actually can't remember what they're called in Macross if it's still Veritech or something. I think it's a okay. Valkyrie. The Valkyrie, that's what they're called. Okay. But but like I would love that because I love Robotech and Macross, and I think they have some of the coolest designs ever. But if you want to get any merchandise from that, it's so stupid expensive. Yeah. I would find a way to make a, a like a Transformers Generations or Marvel Legends or Star Wars Black Series price point of Macross figures. Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Final two questions. What is one piece of advice you would give the toy collecting fandom? You don't have to buy everything. Buy what makes you happy. Buy what you want. You don't need everything. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, I think that's the best advice that I even kind of dawned on myself lately. It's like you don't need to get everything. Just get the ones that... Get what sparks joy, whatever that lady was for, who was popular for a hot minute there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, again, for me, it comes down to character. It comes down to attachment, whether I have an attachment to the character or not. Yeah. Uh, no spoilers. No spoilers at all because Dr. Pants hasn't seen it yet and most of the audience. Well, by the time this goes out, the audience will have seen it. But as of this recording, I just finished watching – Transformers Earth Spark on Paramount Plus. And the only thing I will say is that my favorite new character that they introduced is Twitch. She is the the drone that they did. Mm. And I absolutely love her. But but yeah, no, just yeah, just just relax everybody, please. Yeah. It's okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's it that's what it is. And don't be don't be the kind of person who buys five of something to resell all of it. Don't do that. Yeah. If you want to buy one extra one for resale value, fine. I understand that. I have a friend who does that. That's how he fuels his toy hobby. Yep. 
And and I've done that a couple of times myself. But do not be one of those people who walks in, buys every version of a figure just because it's rare or something, and then sells them all on eBay for marked up prices. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a dick. There you go. (laughs) That's life advice, too. Don't be a dick. Well, yes, I mean, come on. That should go without saying. (laughs) It should, but it doesn't. (laughs) Well, you know. (sighs) <sighs> the, the 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 luck is gone. The brain is shot, but the liquor we still got. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I just quoted Doug Coglin from Cocktail right before asking you the final question. What is advice you'd give to kids who enjoy toys? <laughs> I, number one, you're a rare breed anymore. Yeah, uh, and number two, just have fun playing. Don't like. It's tough to tell kids not to worry about what other people think because when you're a kid, like it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. I'm a high school teacher. I see that kind of stuff. And I try to tell kids like, don't worry about what this person says, but we know what it was like back then. It's hard not to, Mm -hmm. but enjoy the time you have. Enjoy doing what you love. My advice to everyone is if it doesn't hurt anyone, have fun. It's not bothering anybody else. Play with your toys, play with what you want. Toys are not, you know, the toys are not, they say they have an age range on them, (laughs) but don't worry about it. I still play with my toys. Now I'm not sitting here with Optimus and Megatron going, I'll rip out your optics. One shall stand, one shall fall. Pew, 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 pew. Like, I'm not doing that. I should, but (laughs) I will occasionally take a, take a car and just go do, 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 because few atoms infects my brain all the time so <laughs> but uh yeah just have fun just have fun yeah i watched i watched his rev- his review of robos and optimus i'm like just no even if i had the money to buy that stupid thing there's no way i would ever buy it and he, he, like everybody talks so highly of that figure <laughs> like anyone who's had it is like this is the most amazing thing ever my friends still send me videos of it and they're like have you seen this and it's like yes I'm good. I'm yeah. I, I'm in the Transformers community. I'm. I don't have my ear to the ground on a lot. You know, major. You know, but for the most, you know, famous type. And for me, I just want the damn voice chip. That's all I yeah, want. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's all. I want. <laughs> but no, Thew's video on Robosin, like that yeah. that Optimus Prime, perfect. Because he says like it's a cool display piece, but what do you do with it then? Because yeah. it doesn't. You can't play with it. It plays with itself. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to take another quick ad break. Come back to close the show after this. Is Big Mountain ready to take on He-Man? Snake Mountain battle on He-Man is going to each soul separately. You put the mountain together. Batteries not included. Is your serpents ready to strike? Yes. Come, He-Man. Come to Snake Mountain. If you dare. Snake Mountain with Echo Microphone, new from the Masters of the Universe collection. Action figures each sold separately from Mattel. Hello, geeks and geekettes. Looking for a podcast that covers a vast array of topics? Then check out Altered Geek Unleashed, where we discuss our thoughts on this week's geeky news, tech, gaming, television shows, movies, cartoons, comics, and more. So, get altered, get geeky with the Altered Geeks. Every Friday on the GeekCast Radio Network. Kid? Yes? 
Shut up. Beyond the Night is the GCRN's latest review podcast. We are covering everything in the Knight Rider television universe. From the classic 80s TV series to the 1991 reunion film, Team Knight Rider, and the 2008 relaunch series as well. So join TFG and Mike and Dion the Music Man as they go in-depth in Beyond the Night only on GeekCast Radio Network. You can find Beyond the Night in iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Yes, Michael. Just keep driving. Quintessence Inferior. Cybertronians Superior. Soundwave Superior. Constructicons Inferior. Who are you calling Inferior? Nobody would follow an uncharismatic bore like you. Dang, nobody calls Soundwave uncharismatic. Yeah, Alright folks, we are back here on ToyCast with Dr. Pants from the Transmissions Podcast. And he also does something on their Patreon called They Love Big Butts and They Cannot Lie. Oh, I, I'm hey, sorry, uh, Big Bots. It's true, it's true. Uh, I, I also have my own YouTube channel too, but that's mostly video games and not toy related. So Yes, yes, you can promote that in a moment. But tell us all about the Transmissions stuff first, if you remember any of it. I know Charles usually does the promotion, but I think I've listened to it enough. I think I think I got a handle on it. I, I think I can do this. Transmissions podcast is, of course, a bunch of guys talking about upcoming Transformers figures, whether they are official or third party. Uh, all Hasbro announcements and stuff. There's two shows every week. There's the toy show on Wednesday, and then there's the media show on Friday, where they would normally review comic books. But I think we all know who read Transformers comic books that they're running slim right now. Yeah, uh, they also have a couple of other shows on their feed. One is a tabletop role playing game based on Transformers. There's the We Like Big Bots. Uh, if you join as a Patreon, you get a bunch of other exclusives. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's just a bunch of guys who have been doing this. And yeah, they have a discord. You can come join it and talk about Transformers. Very cool. Very cool. And tell us all about your YouTube channel then now. OK, so. Uh, I originally started on Nerdstradamus, which is where I will stay. That is my baby. That is my friend's baby. We have been doing that now since 2016. So we are jumping into our seventh season of that show coming up. Uh, It's mostly video games, but in all honesty, it's a bunch of guys just having fun. We stream video games. We talk about video games. We do music, music videos. We do funny skits. We'll talk about random other nerdy stuff, too. Our mantra is basically what I said near the last question. We like to have fun. Yeah. We don't we don't want any negativity or any of that. We just yeah. we're just a bunch of guys who like to have fun. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I understand there are negative opinions and things like that, but you know, opinions are like assholes. We all have them, but we don't always have to use them. To, you know, just just. I, I 100% agree. And if you watch Nerdstradamus, you will see me rage out a couple of times. But <laughs> it's for fun, and like everybody yeah. can have a negative opinion. But we just don't like I'm, to see anybody, you know, go up against someone just because of what they like. I mean, I raged out on you on this podcast, and I'm like, why are you not buying this already, damn it? <laughs> Did you buy it yet? Actually, it won't let me buy it on the website. <laughs> the only way it's letting me do it is, like, I have to ship it, and it won't ship it because it's not available at my store. Doesn't matter if I change the store. And I can't say it to pick up at the other store, so I'm going to drive out there tomorrow and pick it up. Jeez. All right. Yeah, I know. But I am going to get it because $17 for the 10-inch Soundwave Funko Pop? Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. I will will send you a picture of when I buy it tomorrow (laughs) and be like, look, look, I got it. (laughs) 
Now I have to tell you, and I know everyone is, is already has already heard me say this, but it may only show three cassettes. There are four cassettes. Right. There's um, one. There's one put in the chest, I believe. Right. Well, That's right, one right. But everybody was bitching and complaining about, oh, why is it only Buzzsaw, Ravage, Rumble, and Frenzy? Why? Where is Laserbeak? So I didn't bitch about this. I looked at the pictures, and then I went to my GameStop, and I got it at home, and I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, there he is. That's cool. So Frenzy and Rumble, sadly in this case, Rumble is red. Frenzy is blue. It sucks. It is what it is. Mm. But because the thing with the – and I, again, I say this every episode. The thing with the Funko license, they can do almost any kind of Transformer as long as it's based on the toy design. Right. Not the animation models specifically. So Rumble and Frenzy each have a flip side to them that shows what their original cassette shows. Okay. Ravage, same thing. He has a flip side front and back where his legs are on the front and whatever's on the back is on the back. How they got away with being able to do Buzzsaw and Laserbeak without having to make two individual ones, they're flip sides of the same cassette. So one side is Buzzsaw, the other side is Laserbeak. You can pick your choice. Oh, that's interesting. So, so it isn't like they didn't put Laser his most famous cassette in there. They did. They just did it in a different way. Oh, that's interesting. I actually kind of like that. Yeah, me too. I love. I love. Again, I wasn't pissed. I was waiting on seeing what they were actually seeing what Funko was actually going to give me. And when I got it home and I, I found that I'm like, oh my god, this is kind of shocking. This is cool. And, and it's a way to have all five cassettes without having to spend extra plastic. Exactly. Yeah, I mean the only the only cassette I would say you're missing is Ratbat, but I think he only show he first yeah. shows up in the movie. Yeah, he shows up in the movie and then in parts of season three. Yeah. And then nobody really gives a crap about not Skull Cruncher, that's a whole other thing. Uh, uh Slugfest. Slug Slugfest and, and whatever the other one is, yeah. I mean, I know people care about those characters, but still. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, folks, check out Transmissions, check out Nerdstradamus and 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 all that good stuff. Dr. Pants is an awesome, awesome person. Every time I talk to him, we have so much, so much fun. It's it's a blast talking with you, Mike. I love being here. So thanks again for having me. Thanks for inviting me. It's just nice to BS about toys for like an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> Great times. Well, what else are we going to do? <laughs> More of this, obviously. Obviously, yes. Thank you for joining us here on ToyCast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple and Google Podcasts. Leave us reviews, please. Spotify and any other podcatching client you choose to use. Follow us on Twitter at GeekCast Radio is for the network at TF Toycast is for the show. I am at TF2 and Mike. Are you on Twitter? I don't even know if you are. I, I am. I am. Okay, good. I am Dr. Pants1412 on Twitter. No period, no space, just DRPANTS1412. Very cool, very cool. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash GeekCast Radio Network. You can also check out TF Toycast over there as well as I believe there is a Transmissions Facebook page, but I don't remember off the top of my head. There is one. Yeah, and they are also on Twitter as well as Turnsmissions. There's no A, so T-R-N-S-M. Yeah, whatever. The link will be in the show notes, folks. 
Next time, I know Josh and I did something. I forget if it was a display case or if it was it was we did something. So one sixty five is 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 going to be going to be something. So I have no idea what what's going on there. For now, I am TFG and Mike with Doctor Pats. Join us next time when we'll be talking more toys here on Toycast. <laughs> hey!